Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education, director of Go Teach Global, and author of the book, Men Alive. Pablo, I have a story for our listeners. I was sitting in a church service years ago, and the pastor announced his sermon title for that Sunday, Digging Our Grave with Our Teeth. <laughs> the pastor was physically fit, trim, and athletic. But he was going to speak about gluttony and how people abuse their bodies with their chosen lifestyle habits and unhealthy overeating. His thesis was that our bodies are called in Scripture the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are to take care of God's temple, our body. All was going well, but just as he started his message, in walked a 300-pound-plus visitor, new to the church. It was as if she came to be part of a sermon illustration. She waddled awkwardly down the aisle toward the front and plunked herself down. This lady was visibly overweight and very tall. Everyone saw her. Some wondered what the pastor would do next, but without missing a beat, he began his message on gluttony. I cannot recall all his sermon points, but I never forgot his title, Digging Our Grave with Our Teeth. His text was from the Apostle Paul's letter to his disciple Titus. Paul had established a new church on the island of Crete and left Titus on the island to appoint elders in each town. Paul gave a list of character qualities for being an elder. We spoke on an earlier broadcast about these qualifications of an elder. But of the 20-plus character qualities listed for an elder, the Cretans were going to have a challenge. Because Paul quotes Epimedes, a prophet from Crete, who said, The people of Crete are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. Today, the words of Epimenides would be deemed politically incorrect. And in some countries, it would be ruled as hate literature to write or speak any words that make another person feel embarrassed, unwanted, or shamed. Digging our grave with our teeth would not be a politically correct sermon title. What helpful but not offensive words could we say to those who are overweight today? The reality, Pablo, is that one can have normal weight and still be a glutton. Gluttony is usually considered habitual greed or excess in eating. But the Romans and others developed methods of eating to excess, then expelling food before it was processed in the stomach. Today we call it bulimia. Bulimia is an emotional disorder involving an obsessive desire to lose weight in which bouts of extreme overeating are followed by depression and self-induced vomiting, purging, or fasting. So one remains thin but is still considered a glutton. Glutton comes from the Latin gula, derived from glutira, meaning to gulp down or swallow. It basically means overindulgence or overconsumption of food, drink, or even wealth. Some Christian denominations consider gluttony to be one of the seven deadly sins, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. Gluttony has been a problem since the creation of man. In the New Living Translation of Deuteronomy 21.20, Moses, speaking to parents of a rebellious son, writes, the parents must say to the elders, 
This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious and refuses to obey. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Jim, St. Thomas Aquinas identifies five ways to commit gluttony. Laute, eating food that is too luxurious, exotic, or costly. Studiose, eating food that is excessive in quality, too daintily or elaborately prepared. Nimus, eating food that is excessive in quantity, that is too much. Praepropera, eating hastily, too soon or at an inappropriate time. Ardenter, eating greedily or too eagerly. St. Thomas Aquinas concludes that the first three ways are related to the food itself, while the last two relate to the manner of eating. He says that abstinence from food and drink overcome the sin of gluttony, and the act of abstinence is fasting. In general, fasting is useful to restrain the lusts of the flesh. Let's go back to the pastor mentioned in my story and his sermon on gluttony. He made a strong case that God made us in his image. When we abuse our body, we are in essence destroying the beauty of his creation. Since the pastor was physically fit and disciplined in his lifestyle, it was hard to argue with his message. He's now in his 90s, still trim and fit and not overweight. The lady, she died, remained over 300 pounds till the day she died. Fast forward to today. In the 2020s, being overweight is a North American epidemic that is being exported worldwide by our unhealthy diet of sugar and processed foods. 60% of men in North America are rated over a healthy weight for their height, and 40% of men in North America are now beyond overweight. They are classified as obese. What is the difference? Being overweight or obese, both terms mean more body fat than what is considered healthy. Both are used to identify people who are at risk for health problems from having too much body fat. However, the term obese generally means a much higher amount of body fat than overweight. And worse yet, those who are classified as morbidly obese means they have more than 70 to 100 pounds above their ideal body weight. In case you just joined us, you're listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham. With tongue-in-cheek, I add, you may want to stand on your weigh scales or stand in front of your full-length mirror as we continue this program. You can listen to all the other Men Alive programs at our website, GoTeachGlobal.com. Now back to Dr. Jim. Working on this program, I was traveling on a ferry from Vancouver, British Columbia to Victoria on Vancouver Island. The ferry was filled with the usual summer tourists. So I decided to do a random, non-scientific visual survey of the next 20 people who walked past my seat. I created three categories. First were people I call visually normal average weight for their height. At least 11 of the first 20, just over 50%, fit into my normal category. My second category were those men and women who were visually overweight for their height. Five or six fell into this category. Not real fat, but obviously carrying a little more weight around their stomach and hips than a person of their height should carry. 
My doctor once said, if you want to know what it feels like to be 10 pounds overweight, tie a string around two five-pound bundles of butter, extend your arms, tie a bundle to each hand, and carry the five pounds around the room for five minutes at arm's length. That will help you know how your heart feels to pump blood through that extra 10 pounds of fat. Then came my third category, the three or four who were visually obese. And oh my goodness, they were very, very big and very fat. Now this would not be considered a scientific study, but men listen. Like the pastor asked, are we digging our graves with our teeth? A few years ago, while having my regular physical examination, I stepped on the scales and my family doctor saw that I was weighing more than any time in the past 20 years. He recommended a book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger and then asked a life-altering question. Jim, there's one drink I would like you to stop drinking. It might help you lose weight. Can you guess what that drink is? I was caught off guard by his question and answered, wine? To which he said, no, no, that's okay in moderation. I gave up and said, what is it? He said, stop drinking soda drinks. Then he named a few and added one soda has about 140 calories and seven teaspoons of sugar. If you go to bed every night having used up or burned off 140 calories more than the number of calories you consumed, you will lose one pound a month. Paul, your bride Diane, with whom you've shared a married lifetime of more than 56 years, has an amazing story to encourage our listeners to take action and accept responsibility for their body and their health. Can you tell us her story? Sure can, Jim. And I have Diane's permission to tell the story. Four and a half years ago, Diane was diagnosed with breast cancer. The doctors discovered a 7-centimeter tumor growing in her breast. Immediately, the surgeon wanted to operate and remove the tumor and begin radiation treatments. Diane was not as excited about surgery as was the doctor, so she proposed a three-month waiting period while she investigated other options. She found a holistic method to deal with cancer. To make the story shorter, Diane began a strict dietary regime of vegetables and fruits, but no carbs and no sugar, and avoided toxins as much as possible in our world. The way she handled every food decision was this question. Is the food I am putting in my mouth feeding the cancer or killing the cancer? Now, almost five years later, she is 60 pounds lighter, feels amazing energy, is still on a holistic diet, and the tumor continues shrinking. One doctor had her blood tested, and there was no sign of cancer cells in her blood. An amazing recovery for which we praise God and give him full credit for healing her. Praise God. That's a great story, Pablo. It proves that if we set out to be obedient to what God convicts us to do in obedience to his will, he will help us achieve his goal for our life. Some listeners may be tempted to say their problem with being overweight or obese is unrelated to anything they can control. They say, it is genetic. My dad was fat, so I'm fat. Not so. I know a woman who is 65 pounds overweight and on nine medications for everything from high blood pressure to diabetes pills. One day she looked in the mirror, saw her overweight condition and said to herself, my father was an alcoholic. He was addicted to alcohol. 
I am 65 pounds overweight. I am addicted to junk food. She changed her diet, lost 65 pounds, and her medications went down from 9 to 1. And now she feels great. What do we say to the listener who says they have a glandular problem? That may be true for some people. But men, remember, we are all aging. The mid-40s is a time men begin to fight the physical battle of the bees. Baldness, bifocals, bladder, bulge, and bunions. These facts merely accentuate our physical changes from adolescent to aging. Take care of your body, my brothers. Resist being a glutton. Your body is God's temple, and unlike the cars we manufacture, God only made one body just like yours. Take good care of it. Spare parts are hard to find, and avoid digging your grave with your teeth. There you have it, men. Request your copy of Digging Our Grave With Our Teeth at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to become Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.